The exit from your need is always your seed. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have Christine Kane. And Christine is sharing with us about the but first principle and how God wants us to put him first in everything. Our finances, our talents, our time, our treasure, everything. God wants us to put him first. So many times we'll put him at the end. We'll say, oh, if we have leftover time, then maybe I'll spend time with the Lord. Or if we have leftover money, then I'll throw a little bit in the offering plate. But God wants our first fruits. And when we give him our first fruits, the rest of our life is taken care of. And sometimes it's hard to do and hard to play out because it it requires faith. It absolutely does. But when we exercise that faith and trust God, he will move mountains for us. Here's Christine. We sing about his omnipotent, omniscience, omnipresence. We talk about his sovereignty, but we don't believe it. Because we love to give him a whole list. This is why you can't do it, God. I'm just a widow. I'm divorced. I'm broken or I'm just too smart. I'm just too educated. God, you couldn't possibly expect me to believe that sort of supernatural stuff. And off we go. And we just give him a whole list. This is why you can't do it. And then we sing songs, no other name. And he goes, really? Really? Do you believe what you're singing? Do you believe these lyrics? Do you believe these words? And so he says, I'll always use highly unlikely people. And then not only that, I'm gonna give you a really highly unlikely strategy. And I wanna speak to people today. I love church. I love church. Because you'll get wisdom in here that the world won't give you. We are in a time of famine, a time of challenge on the earth. Politically, economically, socially, morally, environmentally. Whichever way you slice this thing up, it's not looking good. And so it is easy out of fear. And that's why the prophet said to the woman, do not fear. When she said, I can't do it, I can't give it to you, he understood that it was fear that was holding her back. We do the same thing in a time of famine, in a time of an economic crunch. We begin to think, you know, I can't do it. I I loved how pastor talked about how we can tithe and bring our offerings into the house. And Nick and I do exactly the same thing with our local church. We have it automatically deducted, so it's a non-negotiable. Because what will happen is the enemy comes during times of famine and during times of economic tightness to say, you know what, I've got a better way. And God says, oh no, oh no. But first, why I ask you to bring all the tithe into the storehouse first is so that all the rest is blessed and you're gonna find that other 90% is gonna go a lot further than the 100% doing it your way. And so when we look at things that are happening, I don't need to panic. I don't need to think, oh no, look what's happening with the IMF and look what's happening in Greece. In the natural, it would seem absurd. Our headquarters are in the country that bankrupted the planet. Our headquarters, it would seem, but you know, in the midst of famine, we're seeing an endless supply by the grace of God. And we're continuing to be an example to the government, to law enforcement, to the UN, to the Red Cross in that region of the world. And they're marveling going, how are you not running dry? Because everything else is running dry. And the truth is it's the but first factor because God says, no, no, I've got this strategy. And the enemy tries to stop you and through fear, he does that. Let's pull you back. Don't don't invest your time. Don't invest your talent. Don't invest your treasure into the house of God. 
They're just trying to take your time. They're just trying to take your talent. They're just trying to take your treasure. And God's like, wow, you don't understand. In the midst of the crazy famine around you and the darkness around you, I've actually got a strategy that's gonna make sure that you flourish in the midst of famine. But that strategy isn't gonna make sense in the natural. It's called the but first factor. But first with your time. But first with your talent. But first with your treasure. Put me first and then you're going to find that I'm going to do what you could never do in your own strength. That jar of oil is never going to run dry. That, that, that bag of flour is never going to run out. But first, and it's fear that's going to stop you trying to do but first. And that's why he said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. See what happens to us. Let me just exemplify this the best way I can. We have to understand. See, church, she had oil. She had flour and she had water. Do you know what those ingredients, when you mix them together, do you know what they make? Bread. Do you know what the prophet asked her for? Bread. But she said, I do not have. Instantly, I don't have, I haven't got it. That's what we do. I haven't got it. And God goes, hang on a minute, but I've given you the ingredients. The ingredients for a miracle are always in our midst, but God cannot multiply what we do not recognise. And so what happens is we devalue the potential that's in the seed because we don't see the harvest. Let me show you what this looks like in the natural. It's offering time, the bucket's gonna come round. And we just go, I've only got $10. Man, if I had 100, I would give it. God, you are so worthy. If I had 1,000, I would give it. But I've only got 10. And God's saying, I didn't ask you for the 1,000 that you don't have. I asked, what do you have? And what we do is we go, this isn't much. Lord, it's, it's embarrassing. And God goes, no, but this contains the seed. And in that seed is the potential for multiplication. So when you just leave it in your pocket, when the bucket goes by, you have now just aborted the potential in the seed and it will never flourish. But if you sow the seed, then you activate the potential in the seed and God can multiply what you cannot multiply. And that's why he says, you don't have to wait till you get $100 to tithe. Even if you're getting $10, tithe on the 10. Give the $1 because then you set in motion a principle that is gonna enable God to multiply and re produce. We do the same with our time. We do the same with our talent. What we do is we hold it back and we talk about what we would do if we had more. And God says, I'm not talking about what you don't have. I'm asking you, what do you have? What are you doing with what you've got? If you begin to sow what you've got, I will multiply it. I will reproduce it. It will never run dry. You will never run out. And you do not have to freak out about the famine around you. And that's what He was saying to the woman. So for some of us, we have to understand, stop focusing on what you don't have and what you're not and start looking at what you do have. Don't minimise the potential in the seed by the size of the seed. A seed never looks like it's a lot. And do not abort the potential in the seed by not sowing the seed. And I'm talking about time, talent, treasure, gratefulness, gratitude, words of kindness. Sow the seed. The exit from need in your life is always seed. This woman had a lot of need. She was gonna die because that's all she could do in her own strength. That's where most of us are at. If we pull all our resource, basically we've got a little bit and we're gonna die. God says, oh no, I've got a lot for you and I've got an endless supply, but the exit from your need is always seed. What are you sowing? What are you sowing? So stop talking about what you don't have and begin to sow what you do have. Let me, let me wrap this plan. I could talk about all day about this. And so what happened in the midst of all of that? In the midst of all of that, there was a highly unlikely outcome. 
The Bible says that it never ran out. So when she was gonna make just enough for her and her son and they were gonna die, it never ran out. This is how the church will prosper in these dark hours. When we prove to the world the but first factor. Oh, I know it doesn't make sense, but God said first. So I'm, I'm giving Him first in my time, first in my talent, first in my treasure. And man, He's made me look a whole lot better than I really am because I am highly unlikely, but first if I give it to God. But first, don't allow fear to hold you back in a time of famine, in a time of darkness. And I haven't got time to expound this, but I felt prompted to read the second part of that text. And I'm gonna throw this word out there and it's gonna hit someone on one of our campuses today. What happened after that story? It never ran out. But then the woman's son died. Do you know that miracle she had? The miracle was that the son was alive. They were gonna have one last meal and then he was gonna die. But the miracle was that she provided for the prophet. She trusted God. God created a miracle and her son lived. But what do you do when it looks like your miracles died? And some of you in this house today, God gave you a miracle. That child that you could never conceive and God miraculously, someone laid hands on you and now it seems that miracle that you know God gave you, that miracle. And that child seems so far away from God and they're on drugs and just away from, and you're like, God, what happened to my miracle? Some of you, that marriage was a miracle. You know God brought that partner in your life and now you're like, God, we seem estranged from me. What happened to my miracle? God, you gave me that business and you prospered me in that area and I did it so that I could fund your kingdom, God, and now it looks like we're going bankrupt and that business deal fell through and God, it was you. It was a legitimate miracle, but what, what do you do when your miracle needs a miracle? You don't have to lose faith that God didn't provide for you, that God didn't do a supernatural work, He did. But then there is a time when you put God first, you've done it all right, you're not in sin, but it seems that your miracle has died. And today I am here to speak life over your miracle. There are some of you and your miracle needs a miracle today. And I believe by faith, that there is no other name but the name of Jesus and Jesus still does miracles today. He can still heal that sick body today. You think, man, you cured that cancer and it seems like it's back. God can heal that body today. God can restore that relationship today. God can reconcile that marriage today. The hound of heaven can bring back that child into the house of God today. God still does miracles today. Do not lose hope because it seems that the miracle that He gave you died. Today, God's breathing life into dead bones and your miracle will have a miracle in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Well, that was Christine Kane. And you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Christine Kane, God of the Unstoppable. And you can also find out more information about her and her ministry and her resources at christinecane.com. I know she's on tour with different women's groups and sometimes she'll be by herself. And just 
she's an awesome speaker and she's great in person. I've seen her. I went to the Joyce Meyer conference last year and she was absolutely amazing. So if you can catch her in person, that would be great. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day today and I will see you again tomorrow for another episode of Morning Moxie. God bless. Mm-hmm.